people think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. Welcome back to Kidney Talk. Yes, welcome. Another week, another week. Exactly. How was your week? It was an excellent week. I um, Actually, I didn't do that much this week. I worked, but I actually kind of took it easy, took my dogs for walks. Um, actually relaxed, relaxed, which I needed. It's the first time I've ever seen you relax. I, you know, and relaxing, you relaxing is like quitting work at like 7, 7.30. Right. And then, um, I had an interesting experience. I actually wanted to try, just for the heck of it, I wanted to try another dialysis unit. So I asked to go and visit another dialysis unit, and I did it. And you know like how they always say the grass is always greener? Uh-huh. I immediately went back to my original dialysis unit because I liked it so much better. I guess part of it was because I'm so used to the way things are done at this particular unit that I go to all the time. So I tried this other unit, and I immediately went back to my old unit. I just didn't well, you, like it. You know, it does become kind of a family. Um, you know, it you really know, does. It does. It, you know, you get to know all the different personalities at a different unit, and you just start to either you fit into the family, or I mean, that's one of the things when you travel and you go to a different unit, it's like coming into another family because everybody has their own little ways of doing things. And you know, it's so kind of it like is. being an actor. You, you know, being an actor and you're on a television series, and it becomes like a family. And then you guest star on another show. Right. And it's become you're an outsider. You're visiting, and, you know, you don't know the idiosyncrasies of everybody on the crew and the other actors and who to be nice to, who not to be nice to. Well, I always try to be nice to everybody, but who's going to be accepting of you? So it's kind of like visiting a strange family. Well, actually, today, Stephen, I have something uh, very special for you today. Me? Yes. Oh, my God, you show, brought me a present. Exa- well, actually, I don't know if you'll actually appreciate it when I'm finished telling you what it is. But today is at your disposal over a 100 years of experience of being a kidney patient and being successful. You brought that old lady from the dialysis um, unit? Actually, no. Today, we're going to have two experts, three experts. Actually, I can claim myself as one. Um, Sharon Polka, Roanne Dale, and myself. After the break, we're going to come back. And we're going to tell you everything you need to know, or at least part of it, and answer any questions you have about being a kidney patient. So is that kind of like the book, Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Sex? Everything you wanted to know but were afraid to ask. Let's just call it that. Okay. Okay. When we come back, I can't wait. I'm going to ask lots of questions. Hi, Mom. Boy, that was some storm last night, huh? We actually lost power for a few minutes. Oh, you think that was bad? You should have seen the one back in 52. Well, now that you're on dialysis, you should really have a plan in case of an emergency. Ha! Last emergency I had was when you got your head stuck in the hamster cage. Scared the little fellow to death, those big eyes just staring at him. I'm talking about emergencies, like severe weather, earthquakes, or power outages. 
What if there was no water or transportation to get you to dialysis? It's important to be prepared. You mean like carrying important medical information? Or asking your facility for alternative arrangements for treatment? Or preparing emergency stock of supplies, foods, and medicines? Or learning what diet to follow if your dialysis must be delayed? You already knew all this? I've got to run, Sunny. I'm late for Taekwondo. Bye, Mom. I am so excited. A hundred years of experience. Exactly. Hi, Roanne. Hi, Sharon. Hello. Hello How there. Are you you guys don't look a day over 99. <laughs> Thank you. Alrighty then. <laughs> well, one of the things that I think is so important when you're on dialysis is is to really advocate for yourself. And and I think that all of us can give examples, but sometimes it's not very fun to advocate for yourself when you're something is happening. And you don't quite understand it. Have you ever had that happen where you just don't understand something that's happening? What do you do, Stephen? Well, I, I, I'm really at a loss now. I don't understand why every time I, you know, get dialysis, my blood pressure just plummets to just really bad, bad levels. And I've asked for explanations. And I'm to tell you the truth, I've gotten different explanations from different people. So I don't know the real thing. I know it happens more with diabetics, which I am. But, uh, you know, when I get a blood pressure of like 75 over 37, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Have you had that experience, Roanne or Sharon, having low blood pressure after dialysis? I'll, I'll just say because there's more answers than this one. But I, I did. I had very low blood pressure. I mean, it was so low that my doctors, you know, couldn't believe it, like 60 over 20. It was really, really low. But part of the reason was because I would lose too much fluid weight you know, more than I really needed to in between dialysis runs. That was one of the reasons. So I had to make sure I didn't take off too much fluid uh, to crash. How, how long were your dialysis treatment, Sharon? I dialyzed five hours, three times a week. Okay. Five and, hours? Yeah, and, you know, that's one way to make it easier on your body. So, like, say, when you gain too much fluid weight, you're taking it off in five hours rather than, say, three. Five hours is more gentle, gentle on your body. And there's statistics that, that suggest you live longer when you do it longer and more gently. So... So that, that did help me out to dialyze five hours rather than a shorter period of time. What about you, Roanne? Do you ever have low blood pressure? Yeah. it. I mean, it always runs pretty low, and I'm just pretty used to that. But what I found helped me to feel a little bit better was when I would, within the first half hour of dialysis, I would have a little bit of coffee and have a, like a little piece of toast or bread that I would bring with me. Not a big meal, because if you eat too much when you're on... All the blood is going to your stomach to process the food. But that's what helped me a lot. You know, it's so funny. I actually did that for the first time this last time, and it did help me. I, I did that, some, like, first half hour? It was the first half hour. Yeah. I had a, a soda, a diet uh -huh. soda. Probably and, a little caffeine and, in And I had an apple and mm -hmm. some uh, chips. Good. Some salt. And um, that did help me quite a bit. I still crashed, like, a few hours later when I got home. But uh, once I, you know, once I go to sleep for about three hours, I wake up and I'm fine. Have you ever tried this? Now, when I start to feel like I'm, I call it losing it at the lab, like water's trying to be pulled off. It's been a weekend, even though I'm very compliant and I don't have that much to take off. But still, the body's going through changes. And that 
that fluid has really gotten into the cellular structure, and, and the body doesn't want to give it up. So if you say to your technician who's helping you or the nurse uh, you know, at your dialysis center, if you're starting to not feel good, can you say, I want to just put in, be put into minimum for a few minutes? And it kind of gives your body a chance to equalize for the cells to give up a little bit more of the fluid. So what does so, that mean, minimum? I think that means just turning the UF off, the ultrafiltration rate off to a minimum amount. They're not pulling, they're still taking off the, the buildup of chemistries. The toxins. They're not pulling, yeah, they're not pulling oh, so all the water Oh, yeah, yeah, the last 15, 20 minutes you, you don't do that is what I was told. They, they stop taking off fluid the last 15 minutes of your treatment. Well, there are so many different ways to yeah, set so the machines these ones. days. They call it kinetic modeling, sodium modeling. I mean, there's just all these different factors that they can, Well, you know. another important thing is your access. Yes. Now, one yeah. thing I know between both of you, I, I was a victim of, ugh, I never had a good access. Thank goodness I was mm -hmm. on peritoneal for nine years because I had, like, so many surgeries in the three years I was on, um, the, you know, the, close to the four to years I was on dialysis, yet, uh, that it, it never worked. Mm. So, um, but both of you had fistulas. And tell a little bit about access care and how you yeah. take care of your access. Well, I think my key to success on that was that I became my own advocate and just said I would like to learn how to stick myself to place the needles. It's called mm -hmm. self-cannulation. So that's what I've done for all these years. And do you have a fistula or do you have a graft? No, I have a fistula. It's a venous and an ar a, yes, a, a vein and an artery sewn together. And it's called an AV fistula. And that's what I've had for all these 28 years. I think that's what I have. You oh, have wonderful. a fistula? That's what you want. I think I have that's, an AV fist fistula. That, that's you the would, best. That's the yeah. gold standard. And you know the best, uh, going back to the blood pressure thing, the best thing I found is, is you know, it, while I'm doing dialysis, I bring my wife in, and she sits next to me and nags me, and then <laughs> gets your blood pressure it up. Gets it right up right away. No chemicals. It's the it's the holistic way of doing it. Oh, okay. So that's uh, does she that's, say? She say, uh, Stephen, you have to paint the house. Stephen, you have to do the. Uh, it's worse than that. There's it's just no constant nagging. And you have a fistula too, correct, Sharon? Yes, I've loved it. I've had it since 1973, and it was working other than. Um, when I got my transplant, my dog bit me right near my fistula. Oh, and my it, gosh. And it was so huge that if he had, you know, an inch higher, it would have mm -hmm. been, you know, I would have bled to death, I'm thinking. So I had it tied off. But it worked the whole time. Do you still have this dog? He died, actually. He died. Did you kill him? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he was really a naughty dog named Rufus. Very bad and dog. And was it a pit bull or something? No, he was a wire terrier, but just very naughty. A wire terrier? Wire hair. A wire, wire hair. hair. Terrier. Wire oh, terriers. Hair. Terriers can be <laughs> naughty. Naughty. So don't let the dog um, yeah. try to put you on dialysis. Don't let the dog bite your fistula <laughs> or eat your homework. No, that's true. But my fistula was great the whole time. And I hopefully I could get it connected up again if I had to go back on dialysis. Oh, they said they could actually start it up again? Yeah, the, the doctor that, that tied it off, he was a great surgeon and he said he could. So I hope that's true. And we wish you get bumper stickers that says, I love my fistula. I love my oh, fistula. I'd, I'd yeah. get one. Yeah. Yes. Well, Sharon, fistula I think you first. say that in one of your talks, don't you? About my fistula? Yeah, I think you said that. In the I think talk you I kiss heard. your fistula. Yeah. I kiss my fistula. There, there you go. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> you can say that when you're angry. Hey, baby, kiss my fistula. <laughs> well, now, another thing that is so important is, is being your av own advocate for your lab values. 
Um, Stephen, do you look at your labs every time you get them and look at them and 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 really go over them and see? The unit where... I'm in is very good. Uh, they come by and they discuss the labs every month with me, mm-hmm. and what I and the dietitian comes by and tells me what I need to do and what I can cut out or what I need to increase. And they're very up on top of things. And even if you want once a month, I think it's once a month or once every six weeks, you can even have a meeting with all at in the same room with the dietitian, the social worker, the nurse, and the doctor. But the question is, is do you know your lab values? Do I know them? Yes. Well, they, they tell me the lab values. Do so. you, but if I asked you what your hematocrit was today, could you tell me? I don't memorize them, Lori. Please, I don't memorize them. I, you know, is it good? Him with you. Is it yeah. good? It's right. good. Is it 12? Yeah, okay, 12. That's fine. Hey, I don't he does to... know his hemoglobin. Yeah, you know, I know your that hemoglobin. Number, but okay. then they, they have this weird number. They have this weird number is uh, something over something something. What is that one? What, the HMC the, over KT over V. Or KT, KT over V. What is that? Oh, kinetic. It's actually it tells how well you're being dialyzed. What's at you know adequacy of dialysis? And there's different. I think the minimum KT over V is it 1.2 or 1.4. I don't um, know that number for me. See, and that's important. That I is. mean, you need to know. That's it. a good one to know. You have to know your numbers. I mean, I it's challenge so important. you to bring that up. Really? I do, yes. It's uh-huh. a challenge. Yes. Is You're this part now. of the game? Exactly. Is this part of the game? <laughs> a challenge. I need to know my KT over V. Exactly. Yep. Okay. You need to know KT your KT over, over V. v. I've got to write that down. Or it could be URR, your urea you reduction it? rate. Urea I think that's reduction it. I'm just so sick of the alarms going off on the machine. I want to actually put a personalized ringtone on mine. Okay. So maybe, so, maybe have a song. Every time I hear the alarm go off, I look up at the light to see if it's my machine. So I would like my own personal ringtone. Tone, okay, so you could know. What, so I know what, it's my would machine. Would you maybe have a Mariah Carey song or something like that? Maybe? Oh, please, please. <laughs> I will always love you. Oh no, that's not that's not Mariah Carey. Is so what questions do you to... have of me being a new dialysis patient? <laughs> well, I just was curious if you and I also know that this week you got some disturbing news um, about the transplant list. That you oh yeah, told I'm me on about. a transplant list at a certain hospital, and uh, I've been on the list for about a year and a couple months. And I get a letter saying they've reconformed how you get a kidney, and now you're on the waiting list as of when you started dialysis, which was only about three months ago. So it's kind of like I feel like I've wasted a year and two months on a waiting list. That's now I'm back to being only there for three months. And you thought you were there for a year and a half. A year and a half, right? And I thought that was a rotten deal. So, um, Sharon, you, did you ever get on the transplant list? Yeah. I, well, the, the thing with me is my brother, my three siblings were checked out, and my one brother is the only one that matched. But he never, um, after that, he never offered his kidney, well, I'll give you my kidney. So I didn't want to ask him for it. So I went on the transplant waiting list for a year and a half, got called in the middle of the night, a fellow in Texas had died, obese, and had scarred of his kidney. I wanted a healthy kidney. So I thought, you know, Sharon, you could call your brother and see if he's thinking about giving you his kidney. I did that. My brother said, um, Sharon, isn't it obvious I'm willing to give you my kidney? So you never asked and he... No. It's, it's a that failure lack of to communication. communication. That's, yeah, I that's say, horrible. What we got here is a failure to me communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Communication's good. Well, so do you know what your blood pressure should be? Well, I think I always was told the normal blood pressure is 120 over 80. Okay. And I'm never that anymore. It's so funny because before dialysis, I was always fighting blood pressure. I was on three different blood pressure medications before dialysis. And now it's just the opposite. I take a medicine right at the beginning of dialysis to keep my blood pressure up. 
doesn't yeah. work, but that's what I'm doing. And I, I obviously know because you're a diabetic that you know your your numbers for diabetes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, blood sugar between 80 and 120. Exactly. You know, and, and, that's what... and every time they test my blood sugar when I'm in dialysis, I'm right on target. I'm right in between 80 See, and 120. See, so the thing is, what's so interesting is you know that number. And you oh, know yeah, how to well, because I've been a diabetic since I've been 17. So, so I guess if we come back and... A year, you'll know all But I numbers. also know the ingredients <laughs> for a Big Mac, too, so that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what is the sodium on that one? Yeah, there's a tremendous amount oh, of sodium. Oh, gosh. It's just... Mm. I, you know I what else know. I found out, which was what? very interesting? We had a show recently with a dietitian. I found, you know, because I love diet soda, you know, I mm-hmm. find out that certain diet sodas have a lot of phosphorus in it. Yeah. The colas. The colas. Oh, the yeah. colas. I didn't know that. But you know what? Root beer, I've investigated this. It looks like it's okay. Yes, yeah, she called me back actually after we interviewed her and she said that the Barks, which is the kind that I drink, so Barks can, is, is doing yeah. is fine yeah, for okay. me and everything. Right. She didn't know about Crystal Light, which is I drink a lot of that also. But Yeah, uh, you have to read your labels. Yeah, absolutely. But they don't have uh, phosphorus, phosphorus on them hmm. or so, potassium. Yeah, you have to kind of look in the ingredients and then kind of do a mumbo-jumbo hey, calculation. Try going on the internet, the web search thing. Yes. Type in the products that you're interested in because so many products have a list of what's, you know, their, what their ingredients what are. What their ingredients wow. are and everything. So we actually did an interview. I interviewed Mrs. Dash because mm. I use a lot of Mrs. Dash. And I wanted yeah. to know all about Mrs. Dash and how it was invented. And I did learn. And she's such a delight to talk to, Mrs. Dash. And I don't yeah. think she's done anything like added uh, potassium. even though No, took no, out, you know, no potassium, good, no right, sodium. Good. And they make marinades and everything. Wow. Well, so it's we great. need to go to a break and we're going to come back. And Stephen, we want you to ask us some more questions and we're going to have some more advice. So we'll be right back. Can I, do they have to be questions about dialysis or can they just be life they can questions? Be any, they can be life questions. Ah, you can great. ask us our beauty tips. Thanks. What's the secret ingredient for delicious yet healthier meals? Why, Mrs. Dash seasoning blends, of course. The 12 varieties of Mrs. Dash are all made up with a unique blend of 14 natural herbs and spices to make side dishes snap, potato pop, and dinner dates unbelievable. And since Mrs. Dash has always been salt-free with no MSG, you can create great-tasting meals full of only one thing, mouth-watering flavor. Here's an easy-to-make, healthy recipe idea. Coat some boneless chicken breast in a mixture of Parmesan cheese, breadcrumbs, and Mrs. Dash Original Blend. Saute in extra virgin olive oil until done. Then give a small squeeze of fresh lemon juice and serve over your favorite pasta. Doesn't that sound good? Well, for more information, visit MrsDash.com. Mrs. Dash, salt-free, flavorful. Oh, I just love pretzels. Let's, let me see here. One serving is six pretzels? What, are they kidding me? Who only ate six pretzels? I have to stay on my renal diet. I know. I can bite part of one pretzel. 
They bite the side of another pretzel, and then I hook them together, and I can count that as one pretzel. Mmm. Boy, that was good. You know what I love now? A big gulp. Now if I fill it up halfway, and then drink it, and refill it to the top, now that won't count towards my daily fluid intake. Or will it? Make the connection. Eating high-sodium foods makes you thirsty, which will make you retain more fluids. Do you want to share a tip on how to stay within your fluid limit? Email us at kidneytalk at rsnhope.org, and we'll let our listeners in on your different tips. We're back. We're back. So uh, so what questions do you have? Well, I'd like to say something. Yes, go Be- ahead. Because you told me that you dialyze uh, twice a week for three hours? Three hours. Uh-huh. So that means you have some of your kidney function left. Yes, I do. And so what's cool about that, there's a lot of things you can do in a preventative way to keep that remaining kidney function as long as possible. Oh, my gosh, what? Well, there's a lot of things, but one of them is is know your numbers, know how everything's going, and blood pressure is a big deal. You don't want to have high blood pressure right. at all. That's I a do, huge that, deal. Thank gosh, I don't suffer yes, from that exactly. anymore. Exactly. No, that's a big deal. Yes, that's hard. And and just knowing the medicines you take, there's some medicines that are hard on your kidneys. So if your kidneys are already compromised, then it's going to. What? So now tell me what I know. Advil. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Right. What, what, it's what the other anti-inflammatory medications are bad for kidneys. Okay. Any yeah. other ones that well, I should be well, aware? Well, if you had any surgeries, I know there's that contrast dye that goes by your kidney when they want to investigate your arteries or stuff like that, you know, that can be harmful to your kidneys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they do special procedures. So really knowing and understanding that so your kidneys are protected. Mm -hmm. Um, And just taking the best care of stress. You know, I think stress is a big deal. I have no stress because I, I, I read Rowan Dale's book. Oh, really? And and I have no stress whatsoever anymore. That's why my (laughs) blood pressure is so low. Oh, I just don't know what to think about that. He, and he's, got a, he's got a Zen garden out back, too. I have a Zen garden. I got Rowan's book, and, and I got a life coach. Life. Well, you are set. You are set. I'm well, all set. You I'm all set. And I drink Bark's root beer, so. So, um, so you know your numbers. And then I think the other thing is important is being the one who's in charge of your care. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make who have chronic kidney disease is they believe everybody else takes care of things for them. And we also see so many doctors nowadays that you have to, like, connect the docs. You, you know, you can't assume that one doctor is talking to another doctor that you're seeing. So you have to carry that knowledge from one doctor to the other. It's funny because when I was on, uh, not on dialysis, I would see my doctor at length every month in his office and we'd talk and everything. Now that I'm on dialysis, he makes rounds once a week, but it's kind of like 10 seconds. He sees you, listens to your chest and says, how are you feeling? I go, I'm feeling fine. He goes, okay. And he goes on to the next person. So I really don't get the doctor time that I used to when I wasn't on dialysis. Would he talk to you more if you, like, I, I try to protect prepare all my questions I have. So really thinking during the week, things that are happening and what questions I have, writing right down then, and so that when I do see my doctor, I'm prepared. Either that or the uh, one time what I did was I hung on to his leg, and then he couldn't go away. (laughs) And he dragged me, you know, as he was going to the next patient. And I started crying, and it was a big deal, but they asked me to leave the dialysis unit, but... He got kicked out. (laughs) I was the only person ever to be kicked out of a dialysis unit. 
For biting so the doctor. It, for biting the doctor. Well, Hanging well it is. I mean, I know sometimes when I'm visiting my doctor, he comes in and, like, my brain just falls out. I can't think of what I wanted to ask. That's because you're in love with your doctor, oh, you told me. Oh, no, no. That's my... That what was, was that my doctor? Tra- that was Dr. DeFlo. Dr. DeFlo. When I had my third transplant, he was a fellow. He was the... Uh, excuse me. Dr. DeFlo was I hope he was ten- a fellow because <laughs> if he wasn't a fellow, that a, would make you something he else. Was a, yes, he was... He was... <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> Um, he was an attending resident um, at UCLA, and uh, yes, but no, my doctor today is is very nice, but uh, you know they're very busy, and you do feel a certain amount of pressure to get through the appointment because there's people in the waiting room, um, and nephrologists are so busy. There is a nephrologist shortage in this country. I don't know if if people are aware of that, but we need more kidney doctors. I actually knew a doctors. short nephrologist one time. A short nephrologist? Yeah, yeah. But we have a shortage of nephrologists. Oh, a shortage Not, of nephrologists. Uh, there's some short nephrologists out there, know, too. The, <laughs> uh, the, other day, the other day, I was flying somewhere, and um, there was a seat next to me, and this guy kind of basically held up the plane. He was late. He ran to his seat and sat down, and I didn't say a thing to him the whole time. And while we're getting off the plane after this long flight, I just look over, and I see... You know, initials on his bag, like associate ASN, Association. American Society of Nephrology. Nephrologist. And he was a nephrologist. And I, I was thinking, my gosh, I just wasted a four-hour flight. I could have asked him all these questions. And I said, are you, I said, are you a nephrologist? And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, I work with Lori Hartwell for Renal Support Network. He knew exactly who you were. Oh, wow. You're like a, you're like a kidney celebrity. I'm a kidney she celebrity. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He knew you. I, it's That's... I think that's good. That's good. That <laughs> I just good. actually had a, 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 the dietitian that we interviewed. She was my dietitian when I was little, and I asked Mary her. Remember, Pellucci. Mary, Mary I Pellucci. I love her. And it was so funny because I asked her, I said, so how was I was as a patient? She was, next question. <laughs> oh, you were <laughs> so not I a good patient, see? I was a good patient, but I was very, I was very much in control. Um, I wanted to do things my way. And, but cheating, um, or you wanted to do things no, your way, think the I, right I way? I think I, you know, my numbers were good, but I, I actually, um, one of the things that my doctor told me when I was young was that the thing that was so important for me being successful was he goes, Lori, if you don't feel good, he says the worst thing that will ever happen is not to have an appetite. If your appetite goes, he says, just eat anything; it doesn't matter. And um, and I always listened to that because he would tell my mom, he would say, I don't care about the renal diet. Right now I want her to eat. And I remember one time I woke up from surgery and they didn't expect me to actually make it through the surgery. And I woke up and I remember they're like, what do you want to eat? And I wanted Lucky Charms. And my mom drove and got these Lucky Charms and I ate six bowls of Lucky Charms after surgery. And that always stuck with me because sometimes, you know, you need to stay in your diet, but sometimes you need to eat. Nutrition is so important. And I'm not by any means saying Lucky Charms is a balanced that's diet. A, that's um, kind of like you. But not- I was a young girl. And that's, you know, the whole idea for my nephrologist was to just eat. And he wanted me to enjoy food and be able to eat and not be so restrictive on some of the things because I think in children it's really difficult. And if you don't have good albumin levels, that's another level you need to know about is what is your albumin level. Um, It's so important because if you don't have enough protein in your body, you start to lose your muscle mass. Mm -hmm. And um, 
there's things that they can give you nowadays, some medications and different things if you're not getting enough protein. But uh, dialysis does deplete your body of protein. You know, I have and never you need been, to eat a lot of protein when you're on hemodialysis. I've never been told to eat more food in my entire life. Well, you need I've to, always you, been told you need to stop to, eating food. Well, you need to be um, really... You need the right kind of food. You need the right kind of right. food. But and I, I, I will say before dialysis, it, it was kind of weird because I did lose my appetite mm-hmm. before dialysis. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, this is great. I, I can go all day without eating and I'm going to lose weight because I'm always conscious about my weight. And uh, I, But then, you know, it got really bad, so... But now it's it's you know I find it harder. I used to, I could eat so much protein before I was sick, and uh, now I find it harder to eat protein. Right. You know I used to love like uh, the, when I I shop at Costco, they, they're roasted chickens. Oh, they are know? good chickens. I, re- I used to love those things, and now I find that it's making me nauseous to eat this chicken. Right. I don't like this chicken. Well, anymore. those are full of sodium. Yeah, that's right. I, that would not be a good idea. Mm-hmm. What I've a got great a great idea, idea for you. Yeah. As long as we're talking about chicken, yeah. you know what I do? That's you calling right. me a chicken? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm calling and you your a mother turkey. too. Yeah, I'm calling you too. a turkey. <laughs> what about your idea or your chicken idea? All right, you get yourself a George Foreman grill. And you get boneless. You just got a George I Foreman do have grill. A George Foreman oh grill. man, I love this. Listen, you go to Costco, okay? You get the boneless, skinless breast of chicken. Oh, I do get that. Brush your little grill with olive oil. You put your little breasted chickens on there and sprinkle on some herbs of Provence, which is fabulous. Herbs What's of what? Herbs de Provence. They're French herbs. I'm boycotting France. I'm sorry. Well, you can get them in the regular grocery stores. Oh, you can? Who knows where they're really grown? Um, yes, you can. Oh, you can? But that's the name of them, uh-huh. Herbs of Provence. Uh-huh. Okay? Sprinkle on some of that. Close the little grill top. Seven to ten minutes, depending on how many you're cooking mm-hmm. or how thick they are. Mm-hmm. Juicy, tender, delicious. The George Foreman Grill. I've got to get one of yes. those. Yeah, really. They are so good. And and you can put vegetables on there and do the same thing. Really? You could do little pork cutlets. You can hungry. do fish. <laughs> yeah. So try it. I've it's heard really that George Foreman Grill was good. Yes. Yeah, I think you it know. makes food Do you know he enjoyable. has eight kids and they're all named George? Yeah, I have heard that. Isn't that weird? <laughs> That's very unusual. That's weird. Now, if one wants I a know. kidney transplant, you don't know. Hey, just go ask George for the kidney. <laughs> Well, oh my God. Well, okay. um, any parting words or any thoughts that you want to? Um, yeah, any other lecture or, any or thing you that you want to give, give me? Stephen, because, you know, because I've learned Lily, to know my numbers, be my own advocate, get the George Foreman grill. That's right. What else? Take care of your access. Take care of my access. Um, just prevention. Just just doing the very best you can because you've got a little function left. You know, just and talk right. to your doctor. Make sure you talk to your doctor and get all your questions answered. Get off answered. of his leg and just talk to him like a person, exactly. man to just, man. Exactly. Okay. I, I think also too is never think that you know everything. And there's always every time I'm in this community, kidney community, there's more and more to learn. And there's always new advancements in this community. That's what's so exciting. I mean, if you're going to have an organ fail, kidneys are one of the best organs because there's so much that they I can agree. do for us. Mm-hmm. That's right. I guess that comes under the heading of being adaptable because what you do today might be different in five years. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Thank I you. mean, 100 years yeah. of experience right in front of me. <laughs> I know. Three lovely ladies with 100 years it's, experience. It's, exactly.
folks. Crazy Kenny Kid here to tell you about the incredible specials we're having. We are definitely wheeling and dealing this weekend. If I can't put you in a proper axis, a lifeline like me and the missus like to call them, and I'll stand on my head and eat a low-sodium bug. First, we have a Crazy Kenny Kid special on hemodialysis axis with several different models. We have catheters great for the beginners or in any emergency, but you'll soon want to move up to a more sporting model. Next, we have the AV graft, a good utility axis, but believe me, sweet folks, I have saved the best for last. The fistula. This is the axis that everyone is talking about. You'll get great mileage and years of use with this baby. What's that you say? Hemo just doesn't fit the lifestyle you prefer, PD? Well, feast your eyes on this baby. Oh, I forgot this is radio. You'll just have to trust me on this one, folks. This is the PD catheter model. Beautiful, efficient, and easily hidden from view. So take your pick. We're dealing all week. We'll really have to move these babies. Keep your access clean and free of infection. A daily check for signs of redness and warmth could indicate infection. Check with your health care team for tips on how to keep your dialysis access clean and safe for use. And remember, if I can't put you in one of these lifelines, I'll stand on my head and eat a low-sodium bug. Well, Lori, that was really interesting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and educational for me. I know. I did. I, do you think I put you on the spot? You did a little bit, but you know, when was when is the next time I'm going to have that much experience in, in front of me? That much it's experience. Like, you know, having the doctors there. One thing that I find in the kidney community that healthcare professionals are so you know have so much knowledge and so much information, but if you really want to know how to apply certain things, you ask fellow patients. You know, and, and I got to say, with the kidney community, because I did a lot of work for American Diabetes and the diabetes community, and there really is not this close-knit feel as with kidney patients. I, right. I literally, I don't know if it's Renal Support Network or just us. kidney We're patients. We're just special. It's just, there's such a closest and willing to help each other, right. whereas I think there's just so many diabetic people in the world that, you know, it just, it wasn't that closeness. Well, I really think it's about patients helping patients, and that's always been my mission, because if you've learned how to live with an illness for, you know, two years, five years, 10 years, you know, you get so much knowledge. And the thing is, is that you can read something on paper, but the important thing is how do you apply it? How do you implement it in your life? I think that's what patients can tell other patients is their own story and how they were able to overcome some of the struggles and adhering to some of these serious life challenges and lifestyle changes that we have to make. And that's exactly what I liked about when I filmed the PEP program thing. I learned so much just from those patients. Right. And I know that the PEP program is great because it's it's, it's successful. It's because it's, it's people talking about their their own issues. You know, that, how do they overcome? Yeah, how they overcome. You took the words right out of my mouth. Thank God, because <laughs> I was tongue-tied. How so, they overcome it, their issues and, and learn to live a joyful life in spite of having chronic kidney disease. And that's what we're all striving to do in life in general is how to live a joyful life. We just got stuck with the in spite of chronic kidney disease. And I think that um, one friend can make a difference. And it's so important to connect with other people who are have something you want. You know, you see another patient that's being able to live successfully with kidney disease. You should go up, introduce yourself, say, oh, can I, can I learn from you? Or invite them out to coffee. Say, let's get to know each other. Because there's this wealth of information that you both acquire. And you need to share it. Yeah, I totally agree. And I hope that's what we're helping with people with Kidney Talk also. Exactly. So join us again next week for with another whole new kidney show. Not a new kidney, but just a new Kidney Talk show. Yes. So until next week.
Renal Support Network would like to thank everyone who has made this show possible. Kidney Talk's founding sponsor is Amgen. Generous support is provided by Roche Pharmaceuticals and Astellas. Friends of Kidney Talk are Abbott Laboratories, American Region, and Fresenius Medical Care North America. Thank you for helping us stream health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. Visit rsnhope.org for more information. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference. 